0: Hello, and welcome to the Anxiety RX podcast, a show created by an anxiety specialist and neuroscientist, me, that offers unique, practical, and actionable advice to help you understand what anxiety truly is and exactly what you can do to empower yourself to resolve it. I'm your host, Dr. Russell Kennedy, an MD who suffered with crippling anxiety for 30-plus years, and traditional therapy from psychiatrists and psychologists really didn't help me feel better. And I also didn't like being on psych meds. In 2013, after burning out and leaving medical practice, I came to the conclusion that if I was ever going to heal my anxiety, I would have to do it myself. And that's exactly what I did, drawing from experiences with psychedelics and holistic healing, and combining those modalities with my scientific academic background in medicine, neuroscience, and developmental psychology. Here on the Anxiety Arcs podcast, I offer a distinctly non traditional and non medical approach to understanding and healing anxiety. So despite the fact I'm trained as a physician, in no way is what I say and suggest to be construed as medical advice, because none of the ways I use to resolve anxiety has anything to do with traditional allopathic medicine. From my own healing, I've created a distinctly non-traditional understanding and approach that helps thousands of people from all over the world understand and relieve their chronic anxiety. So if you're ready, let's get into today's episode. Today's episode of the Anxiety Rx podcast is about resistance. I was resisting telling you that. Bad joke, I know. But resistance is one of these things that rules our lives and we don't even know it. That's the thing about resistance. Resistance is one of the biggest sabotagers. And it's a trick of the ego. The ego will resist anything that's ever hurt you in the past. So if you were in grade four and you were in show and tell and you made a fool of yourself, you're never going to want to do show and tell again, maybe, or talk in front of people. So resistance is this really powerful force in us. And in electricity, resistance is the opposition to electrical flow. And it's kind of the same thing in the nervous system. There's a resistance to flow. There's a flow state that goes with negative emotion. And we don't want to feel it, so we resist it. And one of the ways that we resist it for us worriers is worry. We worry. It's a way of, it's a way of resisting that negative feeling because there is this talk about, Hey, stay in the moment, stay in the moment, live in the moment, live in the moment. But what if the moment is fricking painful? I used to think this all the time. Like what if the moment is painful? Why am I supposed to live in the moment when it hurts? the reason i think is that we learn how to deal with this sense of what i call alarm in our body if we allow it to be there if we allow ourselves to go into it but if we resist it and one of the the cardinal ways that we resist things is we go into our heads we resist this pain this alarm that's in our body by going into our heads and worrying because we worriers hate uncertainty almost more than anything else so when we feel alarmed, we go for certainty. And for us worriers, that was being hypervigilant. That was worrying. When we were a child, going up into your head and resisting the pain that's in your body. So it's important to understand that resistance is not bad. We need resistance. We need to resist, you know, having sex without a condom. We need to resist. There's, there's things that we have to do. We have to do we have to resist doing things to keep our lives in check but resistance especially from an emotional point of view is something that's often stagnating it slows us down it doesn't allow us to flow through the emotion because if we're always going up into our heads and we're never allowing ourselves to go into that that felt sense that present moment sensation of alarm we never actually metabolize the alarm And if we never metabolize the alarm, we're always going to be victims to it. And it's always going to fire us into our heads and we're never going to be able to feel safe. And that's another thing I see with my anxiety people and myself is there is a resistance to feeling safe. Because in my childhood, feeling safe was always a temporary thing. There was always something my dad would do that would cause the family to go into chaos. Now, again, my father was never abusive Or aggressive, but when he would go manic or go depressed, it would turn the household into a bit of a chaotic environment. So I have a resistance to feeling this negative emotion. And I also have a resistance to feeling good because when I felt good, that's when the sheet got run out from under me, that's when the rug got taken out from under me. So I think a lot of us have that, that there's a chapter in my book says when it's not safe to feel safe. And children who have alcoholics, when they have these alcoholic kind of breakdowns and they blow up, you know, there are always this this period of quietness before the blow up. So children specifically of alcoholics, abusive alcoholics, I see this in them a lot, is that they're afraid to feel safe because there was a period of safety before the next binge, before the next blow up. So we get this unconscious program that it's not safe to feel safe and we resist feeling safe. Now that's a recipe for going through your life in a very disorganized, painful state. Like if you can't feel safe, if you resist feeling safe, it's going to be very difficult for you to go through life as far as that goes. So I think, what do we do about it? Well, I think it's really important to be aware of our own resistance to things. So you can't change anything, like Brene Brown talks about that, that you can't change anything in yourself until you completely accept it. So accept where you resist, accept the fact that you worry, accept where you're resisting in your life, because there's probably something to that related to your childhood, which is I don't want to go back there. And that's what the ego comes in. The ego has a very powerful structure. And that structure really relies on a lot of resistance. So if you were that grade four kid who was embarrassed when you were talking to your class, that ego is going to tell you never talk in front of people again. That's what the the amygdala does. That's what the ego does. They kind of work in concert. And they tell you, do not do whatever hurt you in the past. Now, the problem with that is you can never grow. You can never grow because whenever you go into going outside of your comfort zone, your ego will light up and the resistance will come up. Like you can't do that. When I thought about writing the book, it's like, I can't write a book. I'm not a writer. And apparently I am. So it is one of those things where really challenge your resistance and kind of, can you flow through it? Can you flow with your resistance? Because so much of it is just black or white. Resistance is either on or it's off. And can you develop this relationship with resistance that you can just be with it? You can just be with the resistance. Where do you feel resistance in your body? Like when someone says, Hey, do you want to go out on Saturday night? You don't really want to go out with them. Right? Where do you feel that in your body? And I tell this to people with anxiety all the time. When you're feeling anxious, rather than getting wrapped up in your thoughts, which is basically a form of resistance because you don't want to go into your body where all that pain is held, how can you stay present with that? How can you stay present with the discomfort of resistance? And where do you feel that in your body? Your body is a great barometer of all types of emotion and being aware of the resistance is really critical to being able to overcome it, to be able to actually sit with it, to identify it, to become aware of it because we can't change anything that we're not aware of. And resistance is one of those insidious things like being resistant to feeling good. There's a little saying that says, how good can you stand it? You know, when things are going really well in your life, and I see this with some people, things are going really well in their lives, not too many these days, but in general, and they have a hard time with it because that wasn't what they they dealt with in childhood. Childhood was a series of chaos and a series of pain. So when things are going kind of on all cylinders, it's very disconcerting for some people. And there is a resistance to feeling good. And I think a lot of us with anxiety have that. We have this kind of it's not safe to feel safe. So we resist feeling safe and we also resist feeling bad. So it's no wonder we're anxious. We have two different things pulling us in two different directions. So, when we resist something, we tend to hold on to it tighter. And what you resist persists. it it gets louder or what you resist insist. it just when you resist something, it will find another way of coming out. So when you resist that alarm in your body, it comes out in your mind. It comes out with you know worries, what ifs, warnings, worst case scenarios. The mind has to do something with that energy. So the more you hold on to what hurts you, the more it's like having a hot potato. It just the more it burns you. So it's really important to, to understand how do I feel resistant in my body? So when, when you're feeling resistant, instead of thinking about it, go into your body. Where do I feel that resistance? For me, when someone asks me to do something that I don't want to do, it comes right up into my throat. It's like I don't want to do this, but because I'm a bit of a people pleaser, not a bit, I'm getting better, getting better. So I feel this obligation to help people. I think going back to my own childhood because that was the only place that I felt comfortable, really, was helping my mom, helping my dad with their emotional issues. So no surprise I do this now. But there is a resistance for me to just allow that feeling to be there and that I it's okay for me to be resistant. It's okay. I it's not a sign of my character if I can't help somebody, which is difficult for me. If I find someone that I can't help, it really brings up this sense of impotence in me, which was basically my childhood, my dad. I couldn't help him. So I I do this thing as a doctor where I help other people. And that sort of sublimates the energy a little bit. But it doesn't, it's not really honest to me. It's not really saying, okay. You're resisting doing everything for other people because that will not be good for your psyche. That will not be helpful for you in the long run. So, I would ask you, where do you resist? Where, if you're a people pleaser, is it really hard for you to say no? And in that resistance to say no, can you localize that in your body? Can you localize where you feel that resistance? Because we can embrace that resistance, we don't have to treat it as the enemy that ego saboteur that's there that kind of resists us, that makes us resist emotion, we can be aware of it. And when you're aware of it, you're more likely to allow yourself to kind of flow through it. So when you can find that resistance in your body and put your hand over it and embrace it and say, this is where resistance comes in my body. And you can use that as a signal that your boundaries are being crossed somehow. So when we get resistant, it's not like resistance is bad, but we have to be aware of where it's coming from, and not just knee-jerk, automatic, resist something that could be helpful for us. When we resist negative emotion, we typically go in our heads and worry, and that's a trap we'll never get out of. But when we allow the resistance to be there, when we can feel it, feel it to heal it, when we can make friends with it, when we can come alongside our own resistance, and we don't have to use it as a, uh, a block, uh, a protective measure. We can actually use that resistance to our favor and become aware of what we're resisting and how it feels in our body. And then once we're really familiar with that feeling, we can use it as a, as a beacon for, hey, I need to pay more attention to this thing because my resistance is up my protection is up. Now, a lot of people, when they get resistant to someone else, anger will come up inside of them. And we warriors aren't really great with anger either. So we resist that as well. And we keep pushing this down. So this huge pile, this compost heap of resistant emotions just basically derails your life. Like unless, you, unless you're aware of it, unless you allow yourself to feel it. And that's what I'm talking about with resistance is being aware of the resistance is your biggest tool in being able to move past it. So it's that same thing about saying living in the moment. Well, living in the moment can be really painful. But if you can sit in the moment with that pain, rather than automatically, like that knee-jerk reaction of going up into your head and over-worrying, overthinking, if you can recognize, oh, this is resistance, this is uncomfortable, I don't like it, my normal reaction would be to worry. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay in my body. I'm going to stay with this sense of resistance and just see where it leads me. I'm just going to allow it to flow. Like that's a big word that I use as far as resistance goes because if you look at the electrical definition of resistance, it's the opposite of flow. So just flow it. Can I flow with this resistance? Can I flow into this resistance in my body? Can I allow myself to feel the resistance and in and of itself, be able to metabolize that resistance as opposed to automatically going into that hypervigilant worry state, which is what we did as a child because we didn't have any power as a child. We do now. We're adults. We can actually explore our resistance and see that resistance as a positive because once we're aware of it, it becomes a, a very helpful tool for us. But if you're not aware of your resistance, you will fall back into your old childhood patterning where that resistance basically just sabotages you and you never learn from it. We just do the same thing over and over and over again, which typically for us warriors is going into our head, ruminating, getting into these intrusive thoughts. And just rather than feeling the feeling, the uncomfortable feeling in our body, we resist that feeling. And the best way of doing that best in quotation marks, is going up into your head and worrying because that's the old way. And it did work when you, were, when you were a kid. So you can use that resistance as a signpost that your boundaries are being trodden on. I don't want to say violated, but trodden on a little bit. And then probably some anger will come up a little bit too. So if you can kind of see the cocktail of anger and resistance, how they, how they play on each other, and then how we typically, we worriers, stuff both of those things down and do the opposite. Resist the urge to stuff it down. See it for what it is. Be able to feel it in your body, and allow it to be there, and come alongside of it. Treat it like it's a friend, because it is a friend. It's trying to tell you something, and it's something you've probably pushed aside for a very long time, because your go-to is to go up into your head and worry. So if you understand that the resistance is driving that worry and you can make friends with the resistance and metabolize that resistance, you don't have to worry so much anymore. And not only do you not have to worry so much anymore, you can use this resistance, this sense in your body, this sense that you start getting used to and treat it as a friend as kind of a beacon to help you understand where your boundaries are, where you allow yourself to feel good and where you don't where you allow yourself to just let emotion flow and where you block it because where you're blocking it probably has something to do with how you blocked emotion as a child to protect yourself because resistance is one of those things that ultimately it's protective. So if you can recognize your resistance, if you can really develop a felt sense in your body, it's like, I'm resisting this right now. Can I just stay with this resistance? And just see what comes up. Just see what's there. It's a million times better than as soon as I feel negative emotion, I go up into my head. I resist the emotion and I just jump into my head and I start creating worries. A million times better than that is staying with your body, even if it hurts, staying in the moment, as they say, stay in the moment, even if it's uncomfortable, and start recognizing your resistance. Because again, as Brene Brown says, we can't change anything we're not aware of. So if you develop a really good sense of awareness of how resistance shows up in you, it no longer can sabotage you because you're aware of it. It's not you know, operating you like a puppet behind the scenes. You have some agency, you have some control, but you won't have any control if you're not aware of your resistance. Once I became aware of how my resistance shows up in me, Once I I had that felt sense of, oh, this is my resistance coming up, it gave me a sense of power. Now when I feel my resistance, I know that it's something that I need to drag my awareness to because my automatic reaction is to just resist and go up into my head and worry or do whatever I'm going to do. Now I know I have a choice. That's the thing. Once you realize how your resistance shows up in you, then you have a choice. Before, your resistance just ruled your life. You would just feel something negative. It's like, no, I can't go there. I'm going to go up into my head and worry or do whatever you're going to do. Once you realize, oh, this is my resistance showing up, okay, you can wait. You can just allow that feeling to sit there and use it as a beacon, as a point of awareness, so that you're no longer like stimulus response, stimulus response, Viktor Frankl talks about that. The space between stimulus and response is a place of power, is a place of choice. And once you're aware of your own sense of resistance, you have tremendous power because it no longer can rule you anymore. So that's why I did today's podcast on resistance because it's such a huge component of people who struggle with anxiety and alarm. We resist feeling good. And we resist feeling bad. So where are you in the middle of that? Well, of course, that's going to create a a tremendous amount of internal conflict, which of course creates alarm, which of course automatically goes up and creates all these warnings, what ifs, and worst case scenarios in your mind. So you live in this loop where you don't even realize what's feeding the loop anymore. And a lot of what feeds that loop is resistance. And when you know what resistance feels like for you, You may not be able to fix it right away, but at least you know. At least now, forewarned is forearmed. You know what your resistance feels like, and then you have a choice. So what I would say is just be really aware of how resistance shows up. If your partner asks you to vacuum and you're like, I'm not freaking doing that, how does that resistance show up in your body? When one of your kids says, can you drive me to the mall? And your resistance comes up. Where do you feel that in your body? How does resistance show up for you? Because chances are your resistance will show up now in the exact same body signature way it did when you were a child. And it it, it was automatic when you were a child. Typically, we get resistant to something and we go into our heads. We worrying types. So if you can be aware of what that feels like in your body, what resistance feels like, you can make the choice and you can rise above the automatic knee-jerk reaction to go into worry because that's what's just going to keep the resistance alive. You know, one of the things about resistance is you can't get enough of what you don't want. So once you realize, hey, I'm resisting, that puts you in a tremendous place of power. And resistance may show up in different ways. Distraction, procrastination, self-sabotage, addictions, Addictions are a form of resistance. We don't want to feel, so we do something else. So resistance is this widespread entity that can show up in many, many different ways. But I really want you to be aware of how you resist, how it shows up in your body. And then once you really feel what resistance feels like, and you train your mind to go, oh, this is resistance, then you, then you put yourself in a place of choice and power. And that's all I got to say about resistance this week. So that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. And if the Anxiety Rx podcast resonates with you, consider getting my book, also coincidentally, called Anxiety Rx. Or you can follow me on any of the social media platforms at TheAnxietyMD or my website, www.TheAnxietyMD.com. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you the next time on the Anxiety Rx podcast.